there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am Cam, and uh, we're not joined by Salty this week because he's just, only just now, as we record, just gotten home from his trip to America, and I think it would be great podcasting to just have an incredibly jet-lagged Salty talking about the Bigfoot, Mm. but um, I think he just went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It would have been great because, as I said to you just before we started, I'm also really tired as well. So just a couple of tired boys on a sleepy time podcast would have been been just the treat for the listener. A couple of irritable young men. Yeah. How are you, Cam? Are you... uh... Taking for a nap. No, I'm... Unlike some, I constantly drink coffee in the morning, which is Mm -hmm. fine. That's a regular thing. Unlike most people, I drink coffee. That's a normal thing to do. And then what I tend to do is in the afternoon, I'll say, well, can't hurt to have one more coffee. And every time that I bring the cup to my lips in the afternoon, full of a steaming cup of joe, I I have a flash forward a la the mid-2000s TV show Flash Forward. Mm. I see myself in the future. Where did you pull that one from? Or it's slightly more relatable, but not much. I have a dead zone style flash forward. I, I exit my body and see myself at one in the morning, not asleep. So mm. unlike you, I'm very much wide awake. Mm, mm. I'm strictly two coffees a day. Yep. Uh, all before lunchtime, anything after that. You're playing with fire. Yeah. And like, it's not like it's a surprise either. I am. It's like it's like if you were playing with fire and your hands are just completely burned, and you're just like, "I'll oh, we'll just play with fire." What's the harm? I am reading a book at the moment, which is putting me to sleep. It's I can't remember the name of it, but it's about uh, early internet blogging and Gawker and all those websites, uh, Huff, Huffington Post, and how they all kind of got their start. Oh yeah, that sounds boring but, as fuck. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of it's supposed. I can't remember why I bought it. It was supposed to be about like you know how how they all generated traffic and, and this, this zany world of new media. Mm. And it's just a series of people being introduced that started a blog. Mm. 
and then they like, oh, and then they went to this party with this other person, and and also at that party was so and so who helped them launch Jezebel later on. Oh, I don't care. I don't care about these people. So I, I read like a page, and I'm, I'm out immediately. So it's quite good. It's not Taylor Lorenz's book, is it? No, that one's just come out, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was that. <laughs> that one seems way more interesting. Well, I think I think it's called trending. Um, I don't know. It might pick up some steam later on. Right now, uh, it's not trending for me. Well, as spoiled uh, a few seconds ago, today we're talking about the Bigfoot. Mm. Or as uh, BF heads would call him, the Squatch. Squatch. Is the plural of, oh, I swear I've made this joke before, is the plural of Bigfoot, Bigsfoot? Hmm. Much to think about. Why are we talking about Bigfoot? Surely we've talked about him in the past. Uh, or they, her. Or I think we have. But uh, yep. to be honest, I uh, cannot remember why we decided to talk about Bigfoot this week. But I don't, I don't know, know if we, why. Because Bigfoot's been in the bloody news. All oh, right, of course. <laughs> I th- the major I, report about Bigfoot that, that swept the world. The world has been on tender hooks. No other news has happened. I have to say that while doing some Bigfoot reading, I was coming across a lot of new information. Mm. But for me, cast a little bit of doubt on the big, whole Bigfoot story. Uh, so I don't know if we have. I don't know if we have done a full episode on Bigfoot before. Oh, really? Surely we, we did. No, if we had, if we've done a full episode on Bigfoot, I would know that the Patterson Gimlin film, the you know the famous footage of a lady Bigfoot mm. walking lady away. Bigfoot? It is a lady Bigfoot. Oh, very much so, Robo. See, this is this should be. If we've done an episode on Bigfoot. That shouldn't be new information. Yeah, that that would that would present a little. It would have a little nook in my brain for sure. Yeah, because we would have talked about how such a huge part of the evidence for that not being fake is that uh, you know people say oh, it's just a you know a person in a gorilla suit, mm. and then the question that you would ask those people is who was selling gorilla suits in the sixties with huge norks. You cannot. We cannot have discussed this because you. This is a, a conversation we would have already had, but it's not ringing any bells. But the point I was going to make, aside from Norks, is that if we had looked at this stuff before, we would know that uh, Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin, the filmers of that footage, were like rodeo men. Rodeo like, men. They were rodeo men. They, they, you know, ro- rodeo riders. Right. Out, out riding the rodeos. We. I would have already known that if we'd done an episode on Bigfoot. So somehow. What you you see rodeo men as though that profession, (laughs) you know, is a famous hoax profession. You're like, oh, and we would know they were rodeo men. I I think that it's just one of those things that we would have known about. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that all rodeo men are liars. If they wanted to. Sailors. If they were. (laughs) What I'm saying is somehow, like, if you look at some of the things we've done episodes on, how did we miss Bigfoot? Yeah, that's because we've had to get pretty desperate for some. New and fresh content, and the big's feet are just sitting right there for the taking. We just we needed to it. give them a little tickle. At some point, we have talked about interdimensional Bigfoots, though, so maybe we just oh, sort of well, yeah, we have sk- talked about that. Skirted sure. around it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what was it? What's the big Bigfoot news that has uh, inspired all of this, Robo? So there's a, a tourist train that that goes through. It's like a steam train, and. It goes through some part of Colorado, and these people were going along the train, enjoying. Apparently, it's quite a good one. Um, I was listening to one 
Bigfoot podcast. Um, I'll bring that name up in a sec. Uh, one of the hosts is like, this This train has been on my bucket list for years. Uh, because for for Bigfoot old- reasons or just purely for the scenic train trip? Just for enjoying, just for enjoying a little train ride. Uh, this is a Bigfoot Terror in the Woods podcast, a Bigfoot okay. po- focus podcast. Uh, really enjoyable. Out of the four Bigfoot podcasts I listened to, mm-hmm. they were the best. They were really lovely, really fun, fun guys to listen to. Can anyway, you just can you quickly tell me the names of the other podcasts you listen to? Of course, uh, I reckon we listen to the same one because you're you're using the word squatch, <laughs> which I heard on one of them. Uh, Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot Terror in the Woods, the one I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the MU podcast, which I think is an Australian podcast. I didn't know what their whole deal was because they were pretty excited to talk about interdimensionality and and uh, thoughts and I don't know all that stuff. Uh, there are a couple of Australian fellows, and then I listened to the Investigate Earth podcast, uh, the episode titled Bigfoot Sighting in Colorado. Um, the MU podcast, sorry, is Mysterious Universe is what it stands for. Anyway, those are the podcasts I listen to. Uh, Robbo, if I could just give you some other names of uh, Bigfoot-related podcasts. I would love to hear some other names of Bigfoot-related podcasts. Uh, Sasquatch, Sasquatch Chronicles. Okay. Uh, Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. Oh, yeah. Old CMB, how are they? I, I, I didn't actually listen, but uh, they're not just. it's not just about Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot and Beyond. Uh, Yowie Central with Sarah Bignall. And uh, Bigfoot Crossroads. Now, of all of the names of uh, Bigfoot-related podcasts that we've read out, don't you think Bigfoot Terror in the Woods sort of negative right out of the gate? Yeah, maybe. They 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 weren't negative duo. Yeah, what was the tone and the tenor of this pod like? Because I'd be worried about bias. I think they're brothers. Uh, They have, I don't know what the accent is, but it's... Maybe like a New York or, or New Jersey kind of accent. So already it's kind of fun. Like yeah, yeah. Howdy, partner. Yeah, that's, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Go down and get some barbecue. Now the Empire State Building. Uh, classic New York yeah. stuff. They, yeah, they're just an affable, affable duo, really. Uh, so, yeah, they, I think you're right. Their name probably isn't isn't reflective of, of, of their affability. Mm. They could call it Snuggles with the Bigfoot Boys. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Terror in the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they he, one of them was saying how much he wanted to do this train ride. Anyway, we got a lot sidetracked there. So this this kind of historic steam train goes over some rickety bridges uh, in Colorado, which I think is vast. It's a vast part of the world. Mm. And some people were looking out the window, as you do on this, such, a, such a journey. Well, it's a scenic railroad. Yeah, absolutely. And they just see this big old bloody Bigfoot. Mm. And he kind of lopes along. Lope, lope, lope. And then has a little seat and um, camouflages into the, the into the backdrop. And that's that's about it really. But you know, it's 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 a pretty good video. Like it's, it's pretty clear and you can see this this kind of dude moving around or woman moving around. What are you going to say about it? I was going to say that it seems to me that in 50 years, we haven't really improved upon the original Bigfoot film. Right. Uh, And this is an example of a film that is like on the level of the one that was filmed 50 years ago. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, it has some pretty pretty big parallels. Except for the only the only innovation they've added is him taking a seat. Yeah, and also <laughs> I'll um just correct my math. Sixty years ago, right? The the uh, Patterson Gimlin film was so. Like, and that's not because I can't count. That's because in my mind, it's always 2013. Really? Always? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so so this one hit, hit some pretty pretty big news uh, about the sighting. And, yeah, people got talking about the Bigfoot. People love to talk about the Bigfoot. Mm. Yeah, what was your take on this, other than you believing it's a little bit old hat, a little bit passe, what's your take on the video? Well... I will say that what we know of the Bigfoot is that it's a master of camouflage mm. and that this Bigfoot did camouflage itself very well, except for when it was moving. Yeah, yeah. But um, if we are <laughs> – it did seem like it was camouflaging itself from the people on the train who were some distance away. Mm. So, I mean, it depends on how smart do we think a Bigfoot is. We think we think they're pretty smart, right? Well, I guess you'd have to be quite cluey to avoid contact with the human world, with a few exceptions, for you know hundreds of years. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah, they can't be too ditzy. So this video uh, was uh, the, the, it was filmed by Shannon and, and Shane Stetson. They were celebrating their tenth wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. which is pretty. That's memorable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is it um, scenic railroad material, the, the old 10-era? Well, if people, if people like scenic railroads and big feet, mm. sorry, big's foot, then yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. So do we want to talk about what this probably is? Are we just going to cut right to the chase? Yeah, like go on. It's probably, well, so a, probably a bloke ride. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to believe this can. There's a guy uh, nearby in that part of the world that has a a company called Sasquatch Expedition Campers, and they makes like off road camper vans. They're pretty cool things to tow behind your car, big beefy wheels. Um, there's probably some sort of technical stuff involved, knowing knowing Americans. Anyway, the the owner of that loves to dress up in a big ghillie suit and get around looking like Bigfoot. Yeah, uh, a suit very similar to the one. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people have like done like, oh, it's not the same looking suit. Um, but it, it kind of is. It, it kind look, of is. It does look a lot like a ghillie suit. Yeah. But he's just doing, like, he's doing it for, um, just for the fun of getting about his Bigfoot. It's not some sort of a twisted viral marketing campaign for his camper vans, is it? Well, I think it is, but they've come out, oh, fuck. I, I'm just looking on their Instagram and they've got some social media posts saying uh, one says it, it wasn't us and there's a picture of some hair clippers and some hair. But because, as I said to you just before we started, I've been logged out of everything and Google's forgotten all my passwords for some reason. So I can't read the text of this post. But it looks like they've done a bit of a competition around it all. So they're, they're definitely cashing in on it, even though it's uh, they're saying it's not them. Mm, I think it is them. I don't know. I've let people. I've let some people get some bags lately, Robbo. Yep, I've been like I've been like body Dan Andrews working the hot dog van with the number of bags I'm handing. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm going to let them have the bag on this one. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Okay, so you don't think? No, I think that's all right. 
Uh, I'm torn. Is, is there any this the Sasquatch camper vans? Is there anything actually Sasquatch themed about them, or is it just uh, they're big and beefy, and you can take them into the woods where there's terror? Mm, no, they have a like the logos are set. What 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 do you think a Sasquatch camper van theme would be like? Well, because the, there's a um, and this is a, a thing that came up read this video and people saying, oh, you know, is this a guy in a ghillie suit? There is a market out there for people who want to bag a Sasquatch. Mm. And so if they were marketing these campers somewhat to the Bigfoot hunting crowd, I'd be mm. more amenable to giving them a bag. Yeah, uh, okay. But, yeah, one thing that a lot of people were saying when people would bring up this guy, this is just a guy in a ghillie suit, is that guy is looking to get shot by a Bigfoot hunter. I did read an extensive discussion of people discussing with whether they'd shoot it or not. <laughs> yeah. And it just – the world of Americans that are super into guns is very alien to me. <laughs> reading it all, I'm like, what? like people just get so like they, the people are having a full on argument about whether or not it would get shot, what bullets it could would need, would someone you know hunting deer or whatever out there would they shoot it or would they not shoot it? Uh, all that stuff, and it was just like, what a what is this world? Um, one of the things that Salty's been doing in America is shooting guns, so maybe we'll get his insight when he's back next. Yeah, and he's turned into a gun nut. Uh, yeah. I did see, yeah. I did see an interesting discussion online about, uh, you know, you could shoot it with, like, your normal deer hunting gun, but is, this isn't just a deer. So are you just going to be enraging a squatch? Mm. Is that necessarily something you, you want to get into? Now, what I found interesting about all of the should you shoot a squatch debate is that mm. this is in no way new. So if you go all the way, if you go all the way back to the Patterson Gimlin film, mm. which is of course the original Bigfoot footage we were talking about earlier, mm. Patterson and Gimlin discussed discussed together at great length. Should we shoot a squatch if we come across one? So even before I think the squatch was part of the you know the cryptozoological lexicon of America, mm. people were already saying, should we shoot this thing in their head? <laughs> right. We- should we blow its face off? That's so American. Yeah, it is. It is. They love to shoot some, something. They're like, we don't even know if this thing exists. Should we shoot it? The only thing that Americans love more than shooting things is talking about how they would shoot things. What did they decide? They, I mean, I guess they didn't because they just shot the film. Yeah, they decided we won't shoot the squatch. We'll just shoot. We'll shoot only pictures mm. leave and leave and take plaster casts of only oh, footprints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I looked at a couple of other recent sightings. Mm. Did you see or, or Bigfoot encounters? There's a one in Australia at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, a couple it, of people. Are they claiming it's a squatch, or are we getting a little local with a Yowie sighting? I think they're saying squatch because it's got a it's got a a big foot. A big footprint is part of the Yowies have big feet as well. <laughs> Do they? I think so. Yowie. Yeah, I thought they were little. Oh no! Yeah, sorry. Oh, it turns out I don't know what the hell a yowie is. Yeah. Anyway, so so the evidence of this, and it's popped up on um, the subreddit r slash bigfoot, the number one place for bigfoot news, and there was a pig, a wild boar, ripped clean in half, mm. and a big footprint nearby. Now, people have pointed out why or asked why would a bigfoot or a yowie rip a wild pig in half and not eat it? Hmm. Like the amount of energy you would take to, to rip something in half. You'd have a little nibble of the guts. Yes. And the other thing people pointed out was there were no guts or blood. Oh, 
Well, that sounds like they've been eaten, Robbo. Well, there was no like hint of it. It was like a clean rip. It was just two different parts of a pig separate to each other. Mm. So I think that one's a bit of a fake. But that's popped up in the news. Um, and there's another guy who's apparently quite I, famous. Just just on that one, I did see some debate, some of the debate. People like, well, clearly if it has been faked, someone has like ripped the pig apart to do this. It's like, well, it probably wasn't alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they've just been to the butcher. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to f- fret too much about this. It, it may, it's just a waste of a pig. I don't think they went to the butcher. It was a wild pig. You're not mm. just popping down to the butcher for a wild carcass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and there, there's another person, I can't remember their name and, and I can't, because I can't log into anything, I can't find it. The uh, They've been doing a lot of Bigfoot hoax videos with like real clear footage of a Bigfoot center of, a, of the film. Um, and they, they just look fake, but they're, they're getting a bit of traction as well. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to this podcast, one of these podcasts, Kim. Um, this was the Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a, a forum for people to ring up and talk about the times they've seen Bigfoot. Is this um, an I actual listen- radio show in podcast format? I think it's just a podcast. Oh. Um, but the the one that I listened to, and then I listened to another one, and it was pretty similar. The guy just gave too much life background into his – like it was probably 10 to 15 minutes in where he talked about how he was a nurse during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, gave his discussion of, of COVID. Uh, we learned that his father-in-law has dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got COVID, this per, the person speaking, so he had to go home, and luckily his father-in-law was out. So he got his wife to get him some groceries, and he was going to go up to their cabin. Um, we also heard about his career fishing and hunting. Sorry, did any hunt. of that was any of that relevant to him eventually spotting a Bigfoot? Yes, so he uh, was going up to the cabin where he goes oh, fishing. That's fine. Now back to the and, world building. I just wanted to make yep. sure that it wasn't all irrelevant. Go on. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he's driving along. Oh, he's also a, a Coast Guard veteran. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe stretching the, the whole veteran thing a little far. <laughs> You, you said it, not me. Coast, yeah. Guard, Coast Guard vets, take it out with Robbo. Oh, I, hope, I hope we've got no Coast Guard vets to listen. I don't think we do. It's a, um, it's a proper branch of the military, Robbo. If you were to rank them, would it be in the top five? Maybe not. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, so he's driving along and he sees it one I, I respect our troops, even if they're like the worst troops. <laughs> you even respect the. Uh, um, they're just on a boat. <laughs> on the coast as well. Yeah, coast. Hey, like, to be honest, if I was picking uh, something that we should probably give more money to, search and rescue operations. A really high on my list. So, you know, versus uh, the the actual military arms of the military. So true. Yeah, you turn mm, it back around. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so he's driving along, and then he sees he sees this deer. So he stops to have a look at this deer, uh, quite a big one, and it looks tired. Um, and you'll never guess what he sees next. <laughs> oh, no. What did he see next? Well, at this point, I had pretty much guessed because, as I said, the. The podcast was entirely about Bigfoot, and he hadn't mentioned it 15 minutes into his fucking conversation about Bigfoot. Uh, he saw Bigfoot. Oh. Yeah, but what he saw was uh, he's describing it as a spider crawling along on all fours. Oh, I don't like that. And moving really quickly. And then 
Wouldn't the spider crawler fold on on all eights? Well, this Bigfoot doesn't have eights. Uh, he he describes it as a, a ghost crab. Uh, there must be he said, the closest thing I've ever seen looking online is a ghost crab, mm. uh, which he noted does have eight little pinches mm-hmm. versus uh, the four. But um, it, his theory was, and he kind of stuck around for a bit, and he reckons he saw another Bigfoot also hiding. And his theory is that one of the big feet was chase Bigfoot was chasing the deer to tire it out, yeah, and the other one was going to get it. But basically, he uh, he witnessed the the Bigfoot like all fours towards the the deer, and then get up onto two, and then rah, get the deer, uh, and then disappear into the night. Yeah. Uh, apparently, but- a few other people would had told him as well that that. Sorry, I'm looking at a ghost crab walk, and I wouldn't describe this as very terrifying. It's more dainty. Oh, hang on. If I saw a Bigfoot walking like this, I'd be like, hey, hey little guy. Yeah, I know he's bigger than the crab, but. I'm just going to see what a ghost crab walks like so we can. Yeah. I can be fully informed because, to be honest, I was thinking about a ghost crab walking, and I was like, I don't want anything to be walking around like a little crab, especially after you described him as walking around like a spider. Mm. I don't know. If we're gonna it, just, it just walks like a like a freaking crab, to be honest. Mm. This guy's like guy who's only seen one crab walk. <laughs> yes, that's the only animal I've seen walk. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't get a ghost crab vibes from this Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it's a dainty little walk. <laughs> right? And I'm going to say ghost crabs are letting the waves do a lot of the work. Yeah, oh, that's all right. I'm not crab sure how that... I'm not that's sure how that... I like that. Yeah, that's fine. I don't... Look, to be honest, can I be honest? Uh, Cam, please be honest. If part of the whole crab's deal is reserving energy by letting the waves carry them, that's fine. I'll, I'll allow that crab bag. Yep. But I really don't see how that applies to a fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's such uh, a stupid comparison. <laughs> I bloody love this bloke. And I, what I'll say is, I salute you. Thank you for your service, as pointless as it might be. Oh, oh no, sorry. Oh, thank God the coast was protected. <laughs> Got to stay inside of land. That's why he knows about crabs. That is why he knows about crabs. Um, but, he, I mean, he was a nurse during the pandemic, uh, you know. All right. Well, that is actually, you know, something to salute him for. Yeah, absolutely. Fair play to that. Anyway. Yeah, fair play. Um, it's a shame that his other claim to fame is this the worst branch of the military. <laughs> And making one of the worst uh, analogies or comparisons we could ever imagine. So he was since been inspired because he was going up to the cabin uh, to isolate, but also it was a good chance for him to write his book about fishing, uh, which is just some anecdotes and tales of him and his dad going fishing. Mm -hmm. And then as a result of seeing this spider slash crab walking Bigsfoot, he has decided to write a book about People encountering big feet, Bigfoot, walking like crabs. Yeah, <laughs> specifically that. So he's like been interviewing people, and he said some people had stories that weren't, you know, they weren't really doing that. So I couldn't include them in the book. Uh, and he's like, right. I think that's a, a pretty big niche because no one else has written a book about <laughs> Bigfoot walking like spiders. Can I just very quickly clarify, Robo? Was that all true? Which part? The the whole the the book is specifically about the spider walking. Big feet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, how would I make that up? I don't know. 
I don't know, Robbo. I was thinking this is it's a strange thing for Robbo to just suddenly start making things up. Mm, uh, but mm. it sounded fanciful. But uh, there we go. You know what? He's earned a bag there. Uh, that's fine. That's so weird to do. Good on him. Um, so the Investigate Earth podcast was one that I've listened to for the last few episodes uh, in the preparation. And they're the ones that didn't really understand the concept of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an expert on. Oh, really? A Bigfoot, a Bigfoot expert who they've had on in the past, apparently. Um, and he he did some good uh, noises, some good Bigfoot noises to imitate their calls, which is pretty interesting. But he his theory is in Colorado, it took them, I don't know, years to officially recognize that mountain lions or cougars existed in Colorado. So the government just pretended they didn't or for whatever reason they weren't you know, part of anything. But when they did recognize them, then they suddenly had to fund all the the preservation efforts and, and make sure they're all, um, you know, looked after and, and it's a lot of money was diverted and resources were diverted. And he reckons the government's keeping them quiet so they don't have to create a budget line for Sasquatch or, or Bigfoot preservation. So he thinks this entire cover-up is a, a it's just a, to save them some accounting. Yeah. Which is an interesting theory. It makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure that, I don't know, I'm going to say definitely not mountain lions because it seems like there are thousands of them in Colorado and they don't seem to be making any effort to deny that that has ever been the case. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. So I just got distracted by a, a video of a crab rave. <laughs> and it says, boys dream. And there's two guys in spacesuits raving. And it's surrounded by crabs that are also raving. Uh, yeah, that is the so You can see why I'm distracted by this. <laughs> uh, you got anything else on the Bigfoot? Uh, so, yeah, I did spend a bit of time looking at the Patterson-Gimlin film, as you might have ascertained mm. from how many mm. times I've said it. Because mm. I've never, like, you know, I'd seen the footage. And I've seen, you know, the famous frame 352 yep. where the the Lady Bigfoot is turning around. Uh, but I'd never really read much about the, how the film came to be. And I have to say, Robert Roger Patterson and Robert Bob Gimlin, bloody love them. But the more, yeah. I, read, the more I read about this film, the less certain I was that uh, they saw a Bigfoot. Because... Robbo, what I didn't realise about these blokes is that besides being rodeo men, they had also, prior to the Bigfoot movie that they filmed, had been working on like an actual movie yeah. that was going to be about some guys coming across a Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> and okay. I feel like that sort of massively gets left out of like any sort of potted history of uh, these guys. They, they were, they were, and they were actually making like it was going to be like a fake documentary about some cowboys that come across a Bigfoot. <laughs> right. So then they just decided to just do that, do it, do the thing. Well, Life so the, the thing is, like, they started making this movie and then the question is, did they ever, because they never shot the scenes with the Bigfoot, but they would have had to have bought a Bigfoot costume to make their movie. And so mm. the big question is, did they buy their Bigfoot costume and just use it to shoot 
the famous footage? Mm. Or did they come up with a whole script that necessitated them buying a Bigfoot costume, shot all of the other scenes of the movie, and just never got around to shooting the Bigfoot thing, and then they just happened a few years later to shoot some footage of Bigfoot in the wild? Yeah, completely just coincidentally. Yeah. Hmm. Now, what happened? Oh, go, sorry. Well, so here's the thing with these guys, right? The big argument for it being real is that everyone involved, like, stuck to their story till the end. Because mm. I think Gimlin and maybe Gimlin's still alive. Patterson, like, died in the 70s. Mm. They never, like, came out and said, oh, it was a hoax. They always denied that it was a hoax. And it's, like, it's one of those easy things where on your deathbed you could reveal it. Mm. They, they never did that. So that's sort of the big proof that it was legit. Uh, but there was a guy who came out a few years ago and was like, oh, I was the guy in the suit. <laughs> so it's not like no one ever put their hand up for it. Yes. And the guy who says I was the guy in the suit was someone they knew. He was someone who's like tangentially involved in the story. I think he rendered them the horses that they were on when uh, in the official story of them mm. getting this footage. So it's not like just some guy that's rocked up. It is some guy that's part of the story and years later it's been like, yeah, I was wearing a monkey suit. So Gimlin said that he was never involved. Well, Gimlin has always denied being, this is from Wikipedia, has always denied being involved in any part of the hoax with Patterson. Gimlin mostly avoided publicity, just from mostly avoided publicly discussing the subject from at least the early 1970s until about 2005. Mm, when he started going to Bigfoot conferences. Yeah. <laughs> just can't. Is he allowed to get the bag, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't like that thing where he's like, "Oh, nothing to do with me." When it's the Patterson Gimlin film, mm, your name's on it, buddy. Yeah. So, a few other things about this film. Uh, it's famously shaky. It's a uh, von Trier esque in its shakiness. Mm-hmm. But I did watch someone stabilize it. I, <laughs> I watched like a news report uh, about that had some stabilized footage of it that they'd gotten off Reddit. And it was funny because the like the Reddit username was very Reddit. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it involved anuses or something somehow. But they sort of put they they had it on they had a credit on screen, but they sort of pointedly just called them a user from Reddit. Stabilized the footage when you stabilize the Patterson Gimlin film properly. Mm. It's clearly just a person walking. <laughs> it does. There's nothing animal like about it at all. It's just like a guy in a suit walking. Mm. I watched another video of it stabilised where it wasn't fully stabilised, so there's still a little bit of bounce. Mm. And I was like, oh. And they're like, this is not how a person walks. This is not how legs move. And it's like, no, because you've done a very poor job of stabilising this in Adobe After Effects. Is is that um, the impossible walk of the Patterson-Gimlin Bigfoot film, a documentary? Is that any bells? It was something along those lines. Because it's, it uh, it's been uploaded by Guitar Lessons Bobby Crispy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, who also has 10 easy easy blues riffs for beginners. I, I, so I watched a bit of stuff talking about how unhuman the gait of the Bigfoot is in this video. And mm. it's like, yeah, humans can have some strange gaits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you were to show me the moonwalk as performed by Michael Jackson, I would say that's an inhuman gait. But it's, he's, just, he's just doing a thing where he puts his foot up. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. I, 
Cam, he's, he's not putting his foot up at all. That's, he's keeping his feet down. However, he, however it works. Are you getting this thing, confused with the other moonwalk? Nobody knows how, very much go up. Nobody knows how the moonwalk works. <laughs> I think we solved it. But if you were to see someone doing the moonwalk, you'd be like, oh, how? It's inhuman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At least in the 80s, we were all like, science has gone too far. Yeah. It's doable. I mean, yeah. And, uh, yeah, even like a slightly bouncy Bigfoot walk is doable, but mm. an actually stabilised Bigfoot walk is just a guy walking. <laughs> and it's like mm. not even – this is the sort of funny thing about it is it's not even like an attempt to – Walk in an animal-like fashion. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing the. Um, if someone said to you to walk like a gorilla, they're not doing that one. Yeah, where you're kind of like ooh, 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 side to siding. I don't. Some bigfoot person might come at me for this, but I don't think they've they've really like. It's just a bloke walking. That's all I can say. Like maybe they're like, oh, you're missing the way his legs are bending. But it's like, no, it just looks like a bloke going for a walk. Uh, I did see. There's been a lot of discussion about whether the costume technology was available in the early 60s to facilitate this sort of hoax. Yeah. And it's like, uh, And I, I saw one video where they're like, look at all the different, like, articulations. Like, you can see the way their spine's articulating in the, in the, yeah. under the fur. So, I don't know if you can. It's pretty grainy. Someone, someone attempted to recreate the uh, footage using, like, only costume technology that was available in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And all of the people on R slash Bigfoot are like, no, absolutely not. But for me, it's like, yeah, I think they sort of, they got it. <laughs> Was this the Beeb? I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly who did this. But it's come to me in meme format, but I think it has been some sort of um, legacy media that has originally tried to recreate this uh, for whatever yeah. reason. It looks like the Discovery Channel, sorry. Yeah. But um, the big thing that they left out were... The Norks. There's mm. no Norks on their recreation, and that's um very important because, as we discussed earlier, they're not going to have mean, Norks on the year gorilla costumes in the 60s. Why not? I don't know. I guess that's the thing, right? This is I don't know why they say they wouldn't have Norks. I think they would, actually, when you put it to me like that, in that questioning tone. It was the swinging 60s. They were just throwing off the, sh- the, sh- the shackles of the sexual repression of the 50s. Are you suggesting it's a Norky. furry thing? No, I'm not. I'm just saying I think you could whack some norks on the costumes. But where's your evidence for this this female thing? What's my evidence is have a look at it. Did they say? You just have to look at Oh no, it does. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm just looking at it now. Yep. All right, cool. It's buzzies, Robbo. <laughs> oh god. The question is, though, right? So, if you're Patterson and Gimlin, or just Patterson, if we're to believe Gimlin. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just zoomed in. No, you're correct. Yeah. If you're a couple of rodeo men who have set out to make a fake documentary about finding a Bigfoot, never got around to filming the Bigfoot footage, a couple of years later, happen upon a Bigfoot while you're out hunting. Like, Patterson was also, like, obsessed with Big Feet. Uh, yeah. But you happen upon a Bigfoot in, and like he was going out hunting it. So it's like, it's not, it's not like he was just a guy in the woods that happened to film a Bigfoot, which is the other thing I sort of hadn't realized. He was on the hunt for the Squatch. Mm. But if you're going out to like create a Bigfoot hoax 
and you're not going to a huge amount of effort in terms of doing any sort of walk. Like we didn't know about the crab walk at the time, but I'd still expect mm. there to be sort of a more animalistic feel to any walk that you wanted to hoax it up with, right? At least do the monkey side by side. One. Yeah. Why have you gone to so much effort? If you're not going to effort in that other area, why go to so much effort of like customizing your ape costume with boobs? To me, that's a, a mark in the maybe it is a Bigfoot category. Yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> it's kind of funny you say that because I, I just looked at the I looked at the main like the frame three five two. Uh, you know, blew it up on the nice big monitor that I have, and I was like, oh, maybe I could be convinced on this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ludicrous after all the evidence to the contrary. But, yeah, guess, it's an interesting point to raise. I guess the thing is you don't need to have – they didn't have the stabilization technology in the 60s that we have today. So you probably didn't need to, like, fake the walk too much. But also, yeah, in 2023 – we, as in you or I, have seen probably 10 times more monkeys and gorillas walking mm. than someone in the 60s. Yeah, easily. Like back then, like, you know, TV, what was it, like, like three or four channels or something? Yeah. You know, these days, if we want to see, if we want to look at a crab walk, we just dial it on up and we yeah. end up looking at crab raves. Whereas back then... The internet didn't even exist. No, you put the TV on. What have you got a choice of, Dan Rather or Leave It to Beaver? Yeah, and you're just waiting. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> someone's going to show a gorilla documentary soon because <laughs> we really need to nail this walk. And if it doesn't happen, you're like, well, we we need to do it now, so let's go. Yeah. The other um, the other thing that's quite funny to think about is if it is real, you just be filming it being like, oh, man. No one's going to believe us. Yeah. Two guys that wanted to make the fake documentary about Bigfoot. Like if, if Bigfoot was – because, you know, the, the theories that we've talked about in the past were they're an interdimensional being that can come and go from our dimension at will. So that implies some sort of higher intelligence. So as a way of a prank, pranking people that are already faking a Bigfoot thing is pretty funny to do. Yeah. That's a top-tier prank. Yeah. To the Big's feet? I will give you that bag. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't get it all over your bloody, your bloody hairy face. Get it up that snoot. Um. Okay. Well, well that's Bigfoot. That, yeah. That if was, that's if that's Bigfoot, we've had it, Robbo. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lot. A lot to think about there. It is. Uh, have you ever seen a Bigfoot or Bigfoot? Call us up, and if you've seen one walking like a spider or a ghost crab, drop that old fella a line. I thought you were asking me, Robbo. Oh, have you? Well, I've never I'm doing seen- some, I'm doing like a listener thing. Yeah, I know. Trying something out. I thought you were- But when you started asking, I was like, oh, he's asking me. I have an answer. Yeah. I, oh, I go. Used to, Ooh, I used shit. to go on Sasquatch hunts as a child in like the field behind my friend's house, and um, yeah, we never found oh, one. Oh, right. And you did find one? No, we didn't. Ah, in the, in the limited search area. So for a second there, I thought it sounded like, as a child, our family would bundle everyone up in the car for the weekend, get our binoculars, and would Sasquatch hunt. No, no, it was just me and my friend um, spurred on by those books with all the cool illustrations to go find a Bigfoot in the blackberry bushes. 
What? Did you find any blackberries? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, what books are you referring to? Are you referring to the, the like, Mysteries of the World books? Yeah, maybe. You know the ones I mean. Yeah, they're good, eh? Those. Oh, what I would give to flip through one of those. Those are so good. Just go to the school library, man. I'm sure they've got some. Popping onto the school library? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robo, should we do some news? Yes. Uh, item number one. Some of this uh, is pretty old, so I might not remember what it is, but let's go. All right. Uh, let's skip that one. Oh, what was it? Oh, it's just about um people buying into Sovereign Citizen stuff and losing their house. Ah, uh, yeah, that one sucks. It's depressing. Uh, they're making a musical about the Westall UFO Hang on. Oh, no, you skipped X-Files Season 1, Episode 14, uh, titled Lazarus. Okay, what what happened in the X-Files in Season 1? So I was watching, we were re-watching... Well, it's interesting. So in the X-Files Season 1, Episode 14, Lazarus, there are a couple of... Well, we watched it recently. Not a good episode at all. Uh, But notable because there are two... No, three phrases, three quotes that are direct quotes from Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, Everybody call it. This is a robbery, I think, or I love you. One of those ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there is the one where they're getting married or having a, a blood union on the bridge in Natterborn Killers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from from everywhere we are, we'll be part of the world. I can't remember what the, the quote is. Um, and there was another one as well from Natterborn Killers. And I was like, why do, why do these lines sound so familiar? So I jumped on, on the internet and people were like, oh, isn't this Natterborn Killers? But the, the two things came out almost concurrently, like a couple of months apart. So (laughs) that is weird. Yeah. Um, And like people like, oh, Quentin Tarantino was a fan of, of X-Files, but it's like, he didn't, he wrote, he did the script for Thingo, but he would have written that years ago. Hmm. One theory was that those scripts have been shopped around for years anyway. So people had seen that and lifted dialogue, but I don't know. I feel like this is, it, and the, the waters of, of looking this up online have been muddied because he was supposed to direct a, an episode like in the fifth season or something and never did. Um, but, yeah, season one, episode 14. Yeah. Waters further um, muddied by that not even being the best bank robbery episode of the X-Files. Yes. That's right. He does say everybody call it as a robbery or something like that in that episode. Um, I rewatched some of uh, Natterborn Killers recently and really enjoyed it. Cool. Thanks, so, for the, thanks for the update. If you're looking for a movie that, that you may have already seen but would like to see again, go see it. All right, what else we got? Uh, Westall, the musical. Yes. Uh, someone's making a musical out of the uh, the Westall UFO sighting in Melbourne, Australia. Yes, we've talked about that before. Um, this guy's part of like a Christian music group. Mm. So it kind of it Are you seems a bit strange. about how Christian this musical is going to be? Well, I don't think I think this is unrelated to his his Christianity stuff. Is it though? Because I am suspicious about blokes coming down from the sky. If he's in like a Christian music group, I can see it's so easy to get you. Mm, that's how, yeah, that's that's how they're going to get you, Robbo. What? That's how De- <laughs> the Destiny Church Luke Robertson recruitment tactic get you oh on the Westall, Westall the musical. They've finally got a big fish. You've got a story here from New Zealand. Yep. Uh, An error means that no one who refused the census in 2023 in New Zealand will be prosecuted. Yeah. So there's a 
Good guy in the the beer world that got pretty cooked by the look of it, and and he's sharing, you know, the the Jacinda's a communist, all that crap on his Instagram, and he was sharing this one that, and I looked through it. Some of the other cookers in New Zealand have been celebrating it, saying, you know, we we won because we didn't do the census, we didn't want to do it for whatever reason, um, mm. you know, don't want the government knowing all our details. Just um, to be clear, it's there's nothing cooked about not wanting to do the census. Yeah, but I mean, these people are doing it for cooked reasons. Yeah, as in, like you know, they're they're convinced that that I mean, they're convinced of the stuff that's probably going to happen. It's happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but they're celebrating as like we we've won this. You know, the 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 people have finally won, just like we did when COVID restrictions were pulled back and all of our protests actually worked. Uh, <laughs> and this is the same same result. Um, and basically. It's not the case at all. They realise they stuffed up. The census people realise they stuffed up a line in the um, the act where they misread it, so they can't prosecute people. They basically lawyered themselves somehow, but the completion rate was still like ninety percent, which is pretty standard for every other year. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but the the all the cookers are like, yeah, so many of us didn't do it, which means they just realised they couldn't prosecute all of us and. Um, basically what they do every year is they prosecute like, I think they, they set a number of like 50 people mm. and will act randomly well, I don't after th- them. I don't think it's that random. I think they tend to like focus on the people who are quite vocal about it. Right. And it were like convincing other people not to do the census. Yeah, right. Um, but what are yeah, your reasons for not wanting to do the census, Cam? They don't need to know all that stuff about me. You can't I, lie. Well, this is the thing. I lied on my last one. And because when I, like... And they, I cl- they enacted a new law and you're like, oh, no, exactly what I wrote. I, I clicked through the first time to do it and I must have clicked on something where it was like, I'll oh, put your phone number in. I was like, I'm not even... I wasn't keen about giving you any of these other information. You can't have my phone number as well. Mm. And I went back. I think it was because I hadn't, like, put certain information in. It was like, oh, you've got to put in a phone number. So I went back mm. and, like, put in just bullshit. And then when I clicked on the thing that had taken me to putting in your phone number, it was like census accepted. It was like, hang on a second. I'm not a uranium miner Mm. with 16 kids. That's on you for not having like a back button. Mm. Yeah. So with this legislation, they they had to like have a specific line put in there and because they didn't do that. So it is the thing where they're the ones that found it. No one Mm. won anything. But an interesting little thing that – Hmm. listeners in Victoria might be interested in is you should look up this uh, story about the guy who got all of his rent back because when they sent him the rent notice, uh, they didn't quote a specific thing, which was, I think they need to, when they say that they've done like research into like rents in the area, they need to have a little bit more information about that to prove that they've actually done it. Cause of course they never fucking do, do they? That's bullshit. When they say, Oh, we've checked the rents in the area and rents are going up. Fuck off. No, you didn't. So if you're in Victoria, and you want to, like, probably get blackbarred by real estate agents. <laughs> really screw up your rental opportunities for the future. But also potentially get a bunch of back rent back like this guy did. Mm, mm. Look in, I reckon look into that. I don't know. Because I reckon to yours? I think uh, that's, like, been the case for the last few um, rental increases I've gotten. Mm. They've just been like, oh, we feel like, uh, yeah, it's very, it was a very vibes-based rental increase. I don't think they even bothered saying we've looked into rent. <laughs> They're just like, we want to put the rent up. Are they back doing inspections again or are they just saying keep doing it yourself with a phone? No, we're back to inspections. Uh, that's a shame. Mm. Um, well, 
uh, like like always in this modern time, there's plenty of other news around. Most mm-hmm. of it pretty depressing. Uh, so we'll just oh earthquake, Jeebus. You just felt one. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. When you when you get this in a week, you're still vibrating. Hang on, I've just got an alert on my phone saying there's an earthquake. Yeah, we expect know. Light, expect light shaking. Emma's coming to confirm it. Oh, just off the coast here. Thanks, Jacinda. It's crazy that we get an alert as we're feeling it. <laughs> there you go. There you go, folks on Hypothepod. It's a pretty longy. We had an earthquake here the other night. Oh, you did too, didn't you? But um, I was awake, unrelated to previous discussions about coffee, <laughs> uh, and unrelated to having watched The Exorcist earlier in the evening. Oh, it's spooky. I didn't feel it, and I'm very glad because I don't know if I would have handled the bed starting to shake. Are you – looks like it was 4.6. No, that's an old one. Um, are you watching spooky movies for Halloween? Yeah, why not? No, it's just, you know, I've never seen it. I mm. thought she, it was one of those ones. It's got spider walks in it. Like a, she walks like a Bigfoot at one point. And yeah. I thought, <laughs> check it out. Just like a ghost crab. Yeah. Um, where we're doing some spooky movies, we watched The Fall. Uh, can recommend that. We watched the original Halloween. Um, well, a bit dated these days, but it's still pretty fun. Um, we watched Bodies, 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 which I can highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything about it, but if anyone ever wants to talk to me about Bodies, 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 like seriously, send me a message because I want to talk about it. Yeah, Robo, I've seen that. We can talk about that off air if you want. Oh, let's do it. All right. All right. Um, hi- Thanks, everyone. On Twitter, we're on Patreon. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Robbo, where can they get you, mate? Uh, just, you know, the usual places. Just behind the bar. Yeah, you can get me 10, there, I guess. 10 Lindhurst Street, Westport? Yeah, I don't know if I want to keep saying that anymore. <laughs> you want to stop doxing yourself? <laughs> Pretty much. In the, same, in the same podcast where you're having a go at uh, the Coast Guard in your little coastal town, you, know, you might, might want to lay off the Coast Guard a little bit. I've got a U.S. Marshal badge that a, a customer gave me because he was so happy with how we, we served him. Uh, like a little, you know, U.S. You know how they give those coins out? Mm. So I feel like I can just flash that at anyone in American-related things and I'll get off scot-free. Yeah. Speaking of your um, speaking of your service, Robo, two days in a row in the New York Times crossword, one of the answers has been aloof, and I've thought of you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on X at Sexenheimer and also all of the good social networks at Sexenheimer. Cool. Uh, I'm Luke Rawls on, on B-Sky, so get me over there. Cool. All right. Later, skaters. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Supply contains mind altering drugs. Mm, don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which that's not...
don't forget where all the ideas are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a 